You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello, everyone. It is Pierce, host of the PJ's Cast. And if you enjoy listening to the PJ's Cast as much as we do recording it, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends no matter what platform you may be on. We love discussing the Chicago Blackhawks and, of course, the game of hockey, but we want to reach this out to a wider audience, and doing all those things really help us out. So once again, if you enjoy the PJ's Cast, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends. And I hope you guys enjoyed the upcoming podcast episode. Welcome everyone to the PJ's Cast. I'm your host Pierce, still alongside my good pals uh, Jimmy and Dylan. And uh, yeah, so first game, my Habs fall to the Vegas Golden Knights in game one. Unfortunately, I couldn't watch the game because I was at work, but uh, watched the highlights and it just looked like uh, Vegas ran their shit. Um, Kerry Price <laughs> would obviously try to do as best as he can, but uh, just Vegas is just too uh, overpowering, and uh, I want to hear your guys' thoughts on the game because uh, I wasn't able to watch it, but uh, maybe you guys had a were able so, to uh, watch that. And uh, yeah, yeah, Dylan, what do you what do you think about it? So I obviously not having Jeff Petrie was a big loss for Montreal, and like we knew that was going to be tough for them to counter no matter what. But um, I saw a stat right before we started the podcast. I was watching like the highlights from last night, and they said Vegas has 38 points from defensemen this postseason. <laughs> yep. The next closest is like 27, and I think it's the Islanders. But it's ridiculous. And then like they showed the shot totals from last night too. So like Vegas' defensemen accounted for almost like 20 shots on net, or at least attempted shots on net. Montreal's defense didn't even get a shot on goal last night, and they had only attempted nine shots. The back end for Vegas is so deep and just so dynamic, and because everyone brings something different to the table with that Vegas team, you got you got the ultimate puck mover in Shea Theodore, who was in his bag last night on the first and second goal. That fake slap shot to Alec Martinez was basically about as good as it gets. Um, you got great shot blockers like Martinez, Petrangelo, McNabb. 
Nick Holden. They just got guys they can throw in no matter what. You got Zach Whitecloud. You got Nick Haig. Like, they have a good rotation of guys, but they still have that dynamic top four of Theodore, Martinez, McNabb, Petrangelo. Those guys can get it done every night if they want to. And, like, it's not even just on their own end. Like, they are so dynamic offensively and such a pivotal part to how Vegas gets their chances. I mean, I guess it's just a, uh, another double down on Kelly McCrimmon going after Petrangelo, double down on a strength. And he has been excellent these playoffs. Like, that's exactly what you get Alex Petrangelo for. So. Exactly. I, it's just a big shout out to Vegas's defense, but um, I I do want to give Carey Price's due. Carey, if Carey Price is not in net last night, that game is like eight to one because yeah. he made some electric saves, oh, and yeah. he was the only thing keeping him in that game for a while. So hopefully Montreal can turn it around and Petrie can get back on the ice because they desperately need him with the way Vegas is rolling. Uh, so. You're talking about shots by defensemen for Vegas. I'm pretty sure looking at this, about 18 to 20 of those shots were from defensemen. Like, that wasn't even attempts, which is insane. Like, Petrangelo, you want to hear All a crazy on that. Shot? Alex Petrangelo, seven shots. So, He's been amazing. Yeah, man. Like, it's the fact that they have Shea Theodore and Alex Petrangelo is, you know, neither of those I – don't, I don't – well – I think Petrangelo is the closest thing you have to Keith, of course, um, comparing them to the Blackhawks. But Keith and Petrangelo, he is Seabrook, like to a T. He's just faster. Yeah, he's he's kind of like, and this is not to um, put anything on Seabrook, but he's kind of even better version of what Seabrook <laughs> always was. Like he's true number one defenseman. Oh, he and, is. He's a one. Yeah, I was about yeah. to say. I, I was I was just about to say he he's yeah. proven the last like four years he was in St. Louis that so he's a one. Yeah, like, and Theodore. Um, is more along the lines of where Seabrook was, but no, 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 I shouldn't say that. Not not the same player, but you, at the end of the day, you get the same value you had with Keith and Seabrook in that top pairing, and that's the, that's. It works with tough. Theodore though, because Theodore's such a dynamic offensive defenseman exactly. that he can, and the way they use him now, they use him on the right side. They're not yeah. even yeah. they're putting him with McNabb. I'm pretty sure right now, so he can actually you know kind of be that rover and whatnot, and it works so yeah. well, like. I remember in 2018 in the cup final, Shea Theodore had a real rough time against the Capitals. And I am not kidding. Ever since that series, he has been top two defenseman on that team. Probably should have been a a Norris finalist this year because he was that good for this team. Yeah, um, you could argue that, dude. He's he's been lights out again since that finals. He's been a completely different player. And also, like, you got to think – it doesn't get talked about nearly enough why they, uh, how they got Theodore in the expansion draft. That's oh got to be the worst one out of all of them. No, like, yeah, they got Marshall and Smith. Yeah, they got Tuck. Dude, they got Shea Theodore because, like, who who did the Ducks want to protect? No way. Wait, yeah. Yeah, it was. Because they had him, Lindholm, Fowler. Because that was when, right before Fowler got that massive extension. And then. They gave um, up Theodore, Manson. and then they picked Stoner. They still had Holzer. <laughs> Is that because they took Holzer? Is that well, what it was? Stoner, I think they picked Stoner, I'm pretty sure. I Stoner believe they were trying to I believe they were trying to protect uh, Vatanen and uh, Bieksa, who, was. funny enough, they traded Vatanen the like, next three months later to New Jersey for Henrik, and then, and of course, they gave up Shea Theodore to uh, get rid of uh, Clayton Stoner's <laughs> contract. The amount of sweeteners think, that Vegas got that turned out to yeah. be fantastic players is shocking. I honestly hope Seattle does the same shit this year. Like I, I think I, 
Oh, sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. I was just going to say, like, just a kind of a snippy thing to say, but I, I just, the amount of people that, and I've brought this up before, the amount of people that bashed Vegas for doing what they were supposed to do in a draft, an expansion draft that really wasn't all that favored to them. Like, the amount of bitching that went their way. I really hope Seattle just does the same thing. I hope Seattle's yeah. a great team. And back. that's funny because yeah. the people that said that, that are mad that Vegas is a good team are the same people that are like, oh, Vegas doesn't have a good enough team. It's just they were putting the it's, it's a never-ending cycle, honestly. Yeah. There's like two reasons I don't – like Vegas as a team, I respect everything they've done. Yeah. But their fan base annoys the shit out of oh, me. Oh, that's – And I – yeah, just – And they're Also, the only other thing that grinds my gears in Vegas is they should be – they should have to give up a player in the expansion draft. I'm sorry, they are more built than two thirds oh, of the teams in this oh. league, and Seattle could yeah. so easily. I'm sorry, if <clears throat> Vegas had to actually give up a player, they would lose Chandler Stevenson or Alex Tuck, hundred mm-hmm. percent. But they mm-hmm. won't let. They don't want to do that because they don't want to lose their Golden Goose. Again, so. again, who's whose fault is that? Whose fault is that? The Not Vegas. The NHL. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. I don't get why a team that's been in the league for four years and has time to set up doesn't need to give up a player, especially since that team has been at the top of your fucking league for four years. Seriously, man. Three conference finals in four years? Three conference finals in four years? Yep. I'd say that's pretty good. I'd say that says a lot about the Western Conference. It does. Western Conference has been in a flux since the Hawks sucked. I'm not even kidding. Like that sounds biased. I don't care. The Western Conference has been in an absolute flux since the Hawks started sucking. Hawks, the Kings, and the Sharks, dude. As soon as those like, three teams Nashville down had there. it for a little bit, and it's gone now. No, because Nashville oh. had it for like two years. I'm not and then, too, no. Yeah, the David Jets Coyle had it too. Said, uh... Gone. The Stars had it for 18 <laughs> months. Gone. Um, everyone just takes their turn at the plate. Like St. Louis had it for like a year. Gone. Yeah, and it's gone. Yeah, and then you got Canada, which is just – I'm not even going to mention them because they're so fucking bad. Like, and now we I'm sorry, Edmonton, Calgary, you guys don't even – did get to get mentioned. Vancouver, maybe, but like we'll get into them later. The best teams in the West <laughs> in recent history are the Florida Panthers, Tampa Bay Lightning, and Carolina Hurricanes for <laughs> their, their their pop-up shop this season. Best West teams. Yeah, best West teams easily. Um but yeah, I mean <clears throat> yeah, it's, uh, last night was really just like you said, Pierce. I, I think the best way to put it is just it's it's expected. I mean, nope. Vegas is a better team. Um, I think Dylan, you mentioned they don't like Montreal doesn't have Petrie. That's one of the biggest losses any team in the league could have, let alone that defense. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Um, is Petrie? I mean, I forgot he's out. Is he scheduled to be back anytime soon? Yeah, no, Ducharme said he's gonna play this series, they just don't know. Okay, why. okay. and he made the trip, so he could play tomorrow for all we know. Okay, okay, but so. um, yeah, that's the big concern right now for <clears throat> sure. If they don't get back, if they don't yeah, get they Petrie don't back. Um, in game two, do you guys think they have any chance of winning the series? No. I, I never said they had a chance to begin with. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, this yeah. is what should happen when your 18th best team in the NHL goes up against your third best team in the NHL. Second this best. is exactly yep. – or sorry, second best. This is exactly what should fucking happen. They should be getting their teeth kicked in. And I'm not going to lie. It looked exactly how it looked when the Hawks made it against Vegas last year where they That's just got bag-skated, just bag-skated yeah. through the dirt and just – like, I'm sorry, every time Montreal had the puck, they had about one second to make a play, or else yeah. they were either getting smothered by a Vegas player or they were getting the puck stolen from my bark zone. Like, yeah, from what I saw, they, they're it, just outclassed right now, 100%. I think it's a fantastic comparison because 
I think the biggest thing about Vegas, and we've talked about it to ad nauseum. I think basically everybody who uh, knows uh, hockey has, has talked about this, and that's how fast Vegas is. And Montreal does not have the foot speed in anywhere in that team. Dude, even a player like Nick Suzuki, who's great for that team, that's the, the only line guy. that was able to do anything last night, and it's because they had foot speed. Yeah, <laughs> but even then, like you, you have some foot speed there. But what Vegas has, you just that's that's hard to match up to. It's yep. very hard to match up to. And and it was four lines at Vegas last night. Their fourth line was just kicking Montreal's teeth in, like Colasar yeah. and all them. Just they're running their shit. Yeah, and that, I mean, it happens. That's that. That once again, it's just a knock on the NHL. Why'd you make a Mickey Mouse division in Canada where you know the teams aren't good? This is what you get. I get. I get it. It's good money for Canada. It's great money for Canada, probably. Yeah, but you are just tainting your products right now. But it's fine. Their Golden Goose is going to get a free ride to the Cup final. So <laughs> who cares? Yeah. God, this is the worst time of the year man <laughs> no and like, like i you know what God. montreal getting swept or something would just be perfect because it would just prove everything that i've or everyone has actually said about the north division all year that it's a fucking joke yeah and they're you like know, the montreal being here in the first place just proves how much of a joke it is but like well i think the nice thing to i try to keep in mind at least is that at least next year and from now on there's not going to be a division where two bad teams like the Jets and the Habs are going to be forced to play against the biggest chokers in league history. Yeah. So we'll hopefully, <laughs> hopefully this will be happening next year. Not even that. It's not even that. We'll get to see what the Leafs and Oilers do when they don't play a bunch of bottom feeders for 56 games. I know. Because I don't care what anyone says. They're like, oh, well, the Leafs came in first this year. It's like, okay, I bet they're in fourth in the fucking central. Seriously. Like, I'm sorry, yeah. they, they're not better than Tampa. They're not better than Carolina. And they're not, not better, better than, than Florida. They're not better than Florida. No. Where are they in the Atlantic? We'll go, we'll go to the Atlantic. Exactly. They're fourth in the Atlantic, too. They're not better than Boston. They're not better than Tampa. They're not better than Florida. Yeah. And apparently they're not better than Montreal at this point. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the, the way you said that, franchise. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it's – um. I don't know, man. It's and then look at the Oilers, dude. Like, you think the Oilers are gonna beat the Avs and the Knights next year? Not a fucking oh, no. chance. No, no, oh no, God. no. The Wild could beat the Oilers. The fucking yeah, Blues no. could probably beat the Oilers, and I have no faith in the Blues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Shit, man, the I mean... Kings are gonna give them a run for their money next year because they have depth. Yeah, and they'll have Seth Jones. So, like, easily. I'm sorry, like, like. Don't like, am I wrong here by saying like any team with remote depth can probably beat Edmonton? Yeah, I mean, like if you Hawks, have three dude, lines, like in Arizona, dude. where you have three mediocre lines, can beat Edmonton no, dude, if you just the play Hawks the right way. Literally beat them is a 12 seed, is a 12 like, seed, two lines, two lines. They were, they were a 24th best team in the league. Like, talk about we talk about the Leafs losing to they the had two lines full of AHL players and still beat the Oilers. That's what I'm saying. Like, Fuck, man. Like, again, we can talk all day about the Leafs losing to the Habs, which is in, in just in historically. The Oilers are up in, there, dude. But the Oilers losing to the Hawks getting swept one year and yeah. then getting swept by the Jets. That is – Getting swept by the coldest team going into the playoffs, by the way. Yeah. Ice cold. Ice cold going into the playoffs. Lost, yeah. like, two in their last no, 11 – or, like, one, two of their last 11 going in. Yeah. Whatever. 
it's and I, I hate to bring up just shitting on the North Division every podcast, but like the fact <laughs> that Montreal is, is taking my you, screen time. I think right you now love it, yeah. I think ridiculous. it's fun, dude. It's just a funny ass it's a funny ass division. Like, <laughs> like honestly, I and really, also it, this should be on like Calgary too. How dude, the fuck I, did you not make the playoffs? I hopped <laughs> off the uh the North Division like hate train later in the year, but like as soon as that first round is over, I'm like, yeah, no, this is a joke. Like, this is terrible, man. Yep. This is terrible. And it really, oh my god, I don't know. I just it's the Mickey Mouse division. It's a Mickey Mouse division. But um, moving on from Montreal and Vegas, uh, series that um, I'm not sure, uh, Dylan, you're too happy about the way it's starting. Um, I personally don't really give a shit. Um, I don't either, dude. I don't yeah, care. I could not care about the series if I tried. I to. got, I got more bigger things going on in life right now. More that, bigger things. That's like which series are we talking yeah, about? Most, the most is big things, dude. The most. We're talking about yes, the... sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, New York <laughs> and uh, Tampa. New York oh, Tampa. I slept through game one. <laughs> <laughs> I took a nap. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Like the Islanders got the lead, and I was like, "Bye." I'm taking a the, nap. I'm out. That, dude, that's what it is, too. Like, that's what that I hate is. them. Like, I, I, vi- like, I vividly hate the Islanders. They are <laughs> ruining my favorite sport, and I don't care. And I don't care. Call me butthurt. Call me cynical. I don't give a fucking. Mm, I just don't care. I don't care, dude. They are the most yeah. boring team to watch. It is like reincarnating the O2 fucking Devils without the fun of having like a Scott Stevens on the team. Yeah. It's painful, dude. It's painful to watch. Like I, don't, it's it's just terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. It's terrible, it's, dude. Well, hey, I hope Tampa comes uh, out and wins six one tonight. You mentioned like, the uh, to. you mentioned the early two thousands Devils. Um, I believe Lou Lamorello was there at the time. Yep. Yep. Yeah. What a shocker. Oh, um, he's lucky he has a yeah. job from Barry Trotz. I'll say that much. No, it was the uh. <laughs> Lou Lamorello without Barry Trout's unemployed man of the year. The only thing, the only thing, the only thing I give Lou Lamorello credit for is that salary cap is handled extremely well in New York. That's oh, it. that's that is true. it. That's all I give him credit for. But at the same Fuck time, this you team, have to be... Barry Trot should already be in the Hall of Fame for what he's doing right now. Yeah, but it's ridiculous. At the same time, though, like think about this: like you kind of have to be very delicate with your cap when you sign guys to like like Leo Komarov and Matt Martin. Oh, when you sign all these bottom six yeah. contracts, yeah. you gotta be exactly. So like, it's imagine if Lou Lamorello was in Vancouver; they'd be so good because <laughs> he'd sign the right bottom sixers. Hell yeah, long-term dude! Term contracts. He's he'd yeah, sign an identity I mean, line there. Yeah, <laughs> Antoine Roussel, Jay Beagle, and yeah, I I, the, I turned on up. the highlights to the Islanders Lightning game, and it's like fucking whoever's announcing it is like, and, they, and the Islanders start off at the identity line. I'm like, and next. <laughs> Let's I'm see sorry. what's on that like next. any other team in this fucking league. Two out of those three guys in that line don't have a job. Seriously. Like, Ezekiel has a job on every other team in the league, but oh, Matt Martin please. and Cal Clutterbuck do not have a fucking job. Leo but Conor they hit though. They hit. Oh, but they hit, and they get leadership, and they don't. They bring the intangibles. You've never played the sport. You don't know what you're talking about. You know, Pierce. Pierce I think. Shut uh, the fuck up, Pierce. Mm-hmm. Pierce. I think that. Uh, I think that the league just. I think the players just need to hit more, man. I think the league just needs to hit more. I oh, think if we well, just look what the I'm Islanders saying. are doing, I think that it needs to be. Uh, more hitting. Uh, I think we need to play much more boring. Uh, I think we need to rely on the goaltender because I think that's probably the most for, uh, you know surefire way to win. So I don't yeah, know. The I, only guy also Semyon Varlamov, great game. That's all. Oh I'm my god, dude! It's, no, it's every single Islanders game. Every single Islanders win is 
get out shot to shit. Semyon Varlamov becomes Yaroslav Halak from 2010, who was already becoming Dominic Hoshik in his prime, and hope that Nathan Bovillier or Matt Barzell scores a goal. Or Casey Sezika is when it bounces off of a Bruins player. That's that's just that's literally every New York Islanders win. Or Josh Bailey goes sicko mode with Brock Nelson. Like that's that's every single Islanders win. Or they get a ton of power play goals. Like that's it's every single win. <laughs> they keep doing it. They keep doing it. They keep doing it. It's insane. I watched that game, and the longer that Tampa went without scoring, I'm like, this falls right into the Islanders' hands. And sure enough, the second period, yeah. Mark Barzell breakaway. And I'm um, like, okay, Islanders got a good chance. And then Ryan Pulak, great shot from the point. But if you're the best goalie in the world, Andre Vasilevsky, you got to have that one. Like, he can stop oh, that Pulak shot. Will. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think that, like, that's – I'm not blaming there, Andre Vasilevsky like for this game. If <laughs> you are losing to the Islanders and your goalie named Andre Vasilevsky lets up a bad goal, like there's like no statistical way that you're going to win that game. Okay, <laughs> like, dude, the two things that you can't let happen just happen. This is like the Nendelkovich thing, though. Like mm-hmm. he let up two fucking goals. That's on your offense. Show up. And no. they didn't score to the last minute of the fucking game. I mean, it's I not on the goalie. It's stuff, not. You know? No, you it's can't not be down two nothing with five minutes left in the third and be like, yeah, the goalie should have had that one. What? Score a oh, fucking goal. Then you can start blaming the goal. Vasilevsky's fault, but the problem is that the Islanders are so good defensively that Vasilevsky makes one mistake. Or, God, you even let up one goal. That's not even his mistake. You let up one goal, and you, you're you kind of fucked. No, it's not even that. Tampa's offense can counter that. It's Tampa's offense not fucking showing up. That's all this is. If Tampa's offense is even half as dynamic as they were in game one. <sighs> yeah. Stupid. I'm telling you, one bounce goes a lightning lightning's way in that game. It's a completely different story. Oh, for sure. But no, I think I at the same time, as soon as they went up two nothing, I'm like, I don't think they're I don't think they're winning this. I don't think they could there was some like it, 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 correct me if I'm wrong, but it just Tampa just looked mentally weak that game. Like it's crazy to say. Like they've looked dominant the entire playoffs. They just didn't look like they were into it. I wouldn't but, say that. I just I don't think they had the energy that they did. Well, that's what I mean. Like it just they were just like they just didn't seemed like they seemed too complacent right and we've seen this you know like even the good hawks teams you know they they have games like that you know every every good team has their off games i think tampa just had one of those games like i still think tampa's gonna run their show i still think they could I, they could win four in a row like they could easily win four in a row four out of five not even a question like there's it's not insane at all to say that so i i don't think this slows tampa down too much but yeah that was like you said dylan i mean that's a lot of Tampa just not doing shit. That that's a lot of that there. <laughs> but Dude, uh, were, there, were there Tampa fans blaming Vasilevsky for that loss? Because I mean, there's like anyone that does that, like honestly, anyone that blames Vasilevsky ever, I get on their shit. Because I'm sorry, <laughs> they don't get to complain about him. They don't. Uh-oh. It's like the halves of Carey Price. If you blame a game on Carey Price, go fuck yourself. Because your team would be a bottom feeder without Carey Price. <laughs> the Lightning would be a wild card team without Andre Vasilevsky. Seriously, you think, you think they're here with Curtis McElhinney in that? Or yeah, no, it's just stupid. Like they, they are so fucking spoiled in Tampa, and they have the nerve to blame their goalie on a two-one loss. Go fuck yourself, honestly. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Seriously, the fucking nerve. Vasilevsky might be like, I'm sorry, he he should have been. Was he in the hard voting? Because he should have gotten third. Nope, hard voting he should have been a finalist. 
like I don't care how good Tampa is. But, like they but the anti Penguins bias, Sidney Crosby needed to be in there. Oh, wait, was he, he wasn't even in there. It was Nathan McKinnon no. or Nathan no, McKinnon. I was gonna say if it was Crosby, I would. No, but he can't get it done in the playoffs. So I don't know why he's a finalist. You're right. You're right. Neither Matthews or McDavid or yeah, McKinnon. Get those playoff chokers out of there. Yeah, get these bozos out of here, man. Can't finish. Can't get can't Connor McFirst round exit playoff. off the finalist. Austin Math first round exit in for the first fourth year in a row. Fucking, uh, uh, but yeah, no, I I really like it. It drives me nuts how goalies are just so so underappreciated when it comes to. I mean, like again, trophies are dumb, especially in this league. But it's it's amazing to me how little recognition they get for awards and such. Like I know that Tampa team is pretty in front of him. I understand that. But if you look into it and you see how much he helped them throughout that year, how bad they would be without Vasilevsky. I mean, literally watch any game they have McElhinney in that and tell me that like that team is not utterly fucked without Vasilevsky. I mean, that team is not I shouldn't say that, but they're they are they drop so far down without him. Like you said, I could easily see that being a fourth seed team. Easily. Look at um fucking oh my god. This is escaping my mind. What's there's a really good team that needs a goalie and I can't think of it. Boom, Carolina every year. Give Carolina Vasilevsky cup. Easy. I mean, obviously any any team Fuck with that. Give the, I, I say this all the time. Give the Oilers Vasilevsky and they're in the conference that's, final. That's the one I was thinking of. There you go. Boom. Literally give them anything close to Vasilevsky. Ooh, but Mike Smith. No, but he, uh, but he's a Vezina final. Is he? Is he? Wait, wait. Have they voted? No, no, no he's I'm not. Just, I'm just being the that. shitty Oilers fans that are like Mike Smith was actually good. This oh, I know, year. I know you're not. I know what you're going for, but knowing the NHL, I wasn't sure if he actually was uh, a finalist. We talked about that before. I are they handing out the trophies already? Am I? Am I not? No. Was it the fucking King Clancy went out yesterday? And that's like, who gives a shit? cares about that? Yeah, that's just like the. I forget if that's four, honestly. I don't want to like put Pecorino. It was Pecorino who won that. Not to put him down for anything. It's too good just, right now. I, who fucking, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh man, I really hope that uh, hope that our player wins the King Clancy Award this year. Really nervous about that. Almost as meaningful as the uh, Mark Messier Award, I think. Question mark. <laughs> hey, Jonathan Taves won once. Come on. Did he win that? I'm yep. Sure. Oh God. 2015, baby. I remember there was a comment. I don't know. I remember this. It was in 2015, um, and it was Taves working out in the off season. And uh, Pierce, I see this guy tag his friend, and he goes, "I told you, he's the next Messier." <laughs> oh, like, I'm not so sure about that, but he's slow the roll. Leadership, maybe. Everything else, uh, let's not let's not go there just yet. Hold your horses there. I mean, he hasn't turned down Steve Dangle for a picture at any time I remembered, so uh, I can't really <laughs> say that's the next Mark Messier. He Does just, he have lakes named after him? Oh, okay. yep, doesn't have that. Can't no. can't deliver the goods. Sorry. How many? How many? Yeah, how many lakes does Messier have? That's a good question. What's his uh, lakes per sixty at? I think it's a zero. Hold up, I'm gonna look up right now. Um, how many? I know there's a there's a a road named after him here in Edmonton, but uh, that's no lake, you know. Those messy. Yeah. That's not the same. Exactly. Water, water, dude, we're seventy percent water. Okay, so that makes up human beings. Okay, dude, like, come on. How many lakes does Messier have named after him? 
Not enough. That was, Not enough. That was like that was like me yesterday. How many uh, museums are in Chicago for Dougie Hamilton? That was amazing. <laughs> Tweet. And as always. Under from my I am. five second research, uh, I can conclude that Mark Messier does not have any lakes named after him. Uh, Jonathan Taves has one. Uh, I don't think we're talking enough about this. Jonathan Taves' influence reaches across lakes, not shitty roads that nobody cares about. Not pretty. And as humans, we're crazy. On water, so I mean, uh, I think that's very human of Taves to have. So clearly, Pierce, what we're looking at here is that Mark Messier is an industrial hack. Jonathan Taves oh, yeah. is one with nature. He's a true human being. So, <laughs> yeah, Taves is better than Messier. This is such a, like, this is exactly what an NHL podcast is supposed to sound like in the conference finals when you have the fucking Montreal Canadiens and the New York Islanders playing in it. This is exactly what it's supposed to sound like. Hey, come on, we're not in the cup final yet. It, like, why oh, we bring God. up the Habs and Isles playing to, <laughs> in the same tense since? Oh, man. Oh, God, stop. <laughs> it's so much worse before you talked. <laughs> That's usually how it goes in life for me. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Um, Don't get me started. Um, Shit, so into something a little more interesting and i mean uh personally something i'm really excited for um uh gerard gallant is uh hired as the new york rangers head coach finally finally some team is smart enough to realize that gerard gallant is an nhl head coach and should be with a team like yesterday and 365 yesterdays before that and he should still be with vegas i am he, he should be with vegas and well Luckily for New York, he's not. And honestly, I think luckily for the NHL, he's not. Because Good thing for Team Canada, he wasn't. Otherwise, the underdog Team Canada wouldn't have won. Yeah, the you can stop talking right there, man. Um, oh, my God. Did you say underdog Canada? Yeah. <laughs> You're right. They had a tough start. So that's Yeah, they were 0-3. They lost to Latvia and oh. Germany, I think. Wow, what an underdog, man. Canada? Oh, my God, dude. You know, just uh, uh, constantly underappreciated, but you know, big one. That's all. You know, matters. you know, Schmitty. I gotta say, is is uh, you know, you and I being uh, from the USA, I, I think even we can appreciate uh, the underdog in Canada winning finally. Exactly. It's it's just good to see Canada win something nationally. It really is. You know, it's awesome to see this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. No. no. Oh, what? Okay, whatever. Well, speaking of Canada, just keep just keep drinking that haterade, man. Speaking of Canada, oh, bro, I got it on an IV right now. Trust me, I just get it in every second of the day. As soon as he hears Canada, that thing slips right in. Bingo. <laughs> no, as soon um, as I hear underdog Canada, get out of here. Done. But uh, I mean, I think this is a pretty. It's it's. There's not too much to say about this. I mean, Gerard Gallant's going to come in. He's most likely going to turn this team into a playoff team. Like I don't know, I don't know if I want to say contender, but like getting a spot, you know, three or four spot in the division. I mean, I think that's entire. I think it's entirely possible. Um, so I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, I, I think this is the first thing I think of is uh, Lafreniere and Kako are going to be nuts next year. Kako, yeah. especially. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Lafreniere, I think, even had more points than them already, but. Kaka was driving play very well this year, though. Oh, he's 20 nuts, dude. 
It's insane. Yeah, like he went he just, being, the numbers, the the stats were, or the goals weren't showing up. But he, was, gonna, he went from being like easily the worst player in the AHL in his first year, which is like, dude, you played with David Quinn. Like, it's he was kind of destined to be in a tough position. But not only did he, you know, get back to like, you know, he didn't just get back to the norm. He went and he, like you said, he was driving play insanely. The number you can look at the numbers are nuts. And so I, I think. I mean, I feel like I'm probably just preaching to the choir. Like, you put him with a guy like Delant who's actually going to utilize him the right way, like, just going to be a smoke show next year. I, I, I easily see him putting up 20, maybe 30. I mean, this is going to be a huge turnaround going from Quinn to Gallant. I mean, that's about as strong of an upgrade as possible. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I'm just glad they didn't fuck it up because it seems like they were trying to fuck up everything when they fired everyone. So, yeah, mm. yeah I mean, start in the right direction. It was pretty dumb. I think personally, I think it was idiotic the way they handled that. But I mean, it, all you can do is move forward and they're making a great decision moving forward. I'll give them that. Not that I want to give James Dolan and, and his uh, crew any credit. But um, shit, I mean, I and I. A couple of friends I talked to about said they weren't sure about them being a playoff team because the defense is kind of spotty. But look at, dude, look at the 17 18 Golden Knights. If you have a goalie that can make some, they make the big saves. Like, just if you have a defense that has Lucas Spiza and you make it, uh, I know Ron Haynes, he was playing top pairing minutes and the Penguins won a cup. So, dude, I know Flurry is great. I know Flurry was insane that year and he's just been insane for Vegas more times than he hasn't. But it's it's tough to make the finals, even as good of a goalie as you can be with Derek Eglund, Lucas Spisa on your back end. Oh yeah, completely like, forgot about Derek Eglund. He's the heart of Vegas. You know, we actually grew up here, guys, and he did it for the tenth time on this broadcast. He's a Vegas yeah. kid at heart. Vegas selected mm-hmm. him from Calgary and then signed him yeah. to a contract. He's one down it's crazy. Uh, so, God, what a slow news day. Like, every fucking day. Um, We're like but, uh, the TSN uh, trade deadline uh, broadcast. Just so oh, slow. God. <laughs> oh, I boy. mean, it's no, it's no PJ's cast uh, trade deadline thing, but, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, listen, breaking the Danmark deal like it's nobody's business. She <laughs> <laughs> stole him. All right, all right. So... Moving on from there, we have uh, Elias Pedersen and Quinn Hughes looking for new contracts in Vancouver. We all kind of knew this was happening uh, soon enough. But, uh, Pierce, I'm kind of curious to see how you feel about this. Um, we've all talked about Jim Benning uh, <laughs> as much as anybody else has because there's a lot of things to say about what he's done in Vancouver. But, um, okay, here's my question. Like, I'm going to go out on a limb. Do you see – do you think – do you think there's any chance one of them, one of those two leaves Vancouver? Because I wouldn't say that about big stars, like stars like that. But it's Jim Benning. This is one of the only GMs I've ever known of in this sport that I would ever worry about keeping RFAs like that. Do you think there's any chance that one of those guys leaves? One of the well, two. what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull up Vancouver's cap friendly. Hell yeah, you are. This is your time. This yeah. is fucking your time. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> let's go through their contracts. So Brock Besser, one more. Uh, this is not including this season. So one more year, five point eight seven five. He's got arbitration rights. So that's gonna be fun. 
Bo Horvat, two more years at 5.5. That's that's a good contract, but again, you're going to have to sign him in a couple of years. JT Miller, two more years at 5.25. Good contract, but you're going to have to sign him in a couple of years. Brandon Sutter is up this year, and uh, what are the odds that they sign him before the uh, Quinn Hughes or Elias Pedersen? Oh, man. I could totally see that. Yep. Three years at like four or five mil per. <laughs> I mean, come on, dude. It's an <laughs> Yeah, and uh, you got Tanner Pearson, who's already extended for three point two five for three years. So that's more money uh, tied up. Anton Roussel, one more year at three million dollars. Jake for ten, and uh, let's just not talk about that at all. Um, Tyler Mott, I think, is on a fair deal, one point two million dollars. Um, Jimmy Vc's up, I doubt they'll resign him, but uh, knowing Jim Benning and his uh, bottom six players, who knows? Dude, it's like he's one of the only GMs where, like, you you mentioned like. The, all these bad contracts, these contracts you, you you probably should move. Like, do you think he has any intention to do that? Like, seriously, no. do you think he has any intention to trade any of those contracts? No, because there's no track record of him doing so. He, he signs these guys every year. And he, has he ever tried to get away from them? I don't think so. No, I don't no. remember him ever. He's still get... got Louis Erickson, bro. Yeah. He, you know, he did try to get away from Erickson. But he didn't like. He didn't, didn't make try it hard, hard enough. Clearly, yeah. Like you, that's a guy you need to move. You need to move contract like that. He's on their taxi squad right now. <laughs> cool. Still counting against the cap, baby. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> nah, and it, let's be honest. If I'm Quinn Hughes or Elias Pettersson, why would I want to take a bridge deal? Like, what, apparently, why, uh, what, what are you going to entice me with to take a bridge Apparently, deal? Pedersen, uh, like according to Elliot Freeman, he wants to take a three-year deal, but why would you want to do that? I mean, Qu- I don't you should be like why. Quinn Hughes. I don't think Quinn Hughes wants one. And Quinn should get an eight-year deal. Just like, fuck it, lock me down. I love Quinn Hughes, dude. Hashtag trade for Quinn Hughes. I for get Hughes? why Pedersen wants to. Because he was bad last year. He doesn't want to. Yeah. He wants a bridge because he thinks he can get 90 points and then get his next contract. Yeah, he can. But. Quinn Hughes should literally warrant as much money as he wants if he Dude, wants to. Quinn Hughes can ask for the son of the moon. And you know, if I'm another NHL team, I'm keeping a very, very, very close eye on that contract. Yeah. Because if that gets to free agency, someone's <sighs> gonna someone's gonna offer sheet him. Dude, I don't please. care how bad he was defensively Dude. last year. The dude's like 21 years old. He's 21. And he puts he up was, those he kind of better. numbers. He was better the year before. He was better the year before. Like he was a 20 yeah. year old. Like dude. yeah, dude. Yeah. I'm telling you, you're you're someone's gonna offer sheet that guy if he makes it to free agency. Just please, please let him go. Like, and if I, they do, it's definitely gonna handcuff Jim Benning. So I will. And like we looked at um, okay, well, there's Mark Bergevin. Like and we talk about like you know, like slamming your fist on the table. No, no, I actually have a, a great um, uh, kind of calling back to the last podcast. Um, I, I imagine um. I imagine like Montreal, Montreal front office told Mark Bergevin, they said, fine, let him have it. And then Mark Bergevin offers sheets. Ah, and he goes, you can have it. One of the, the weakest offer sheet I've, I've, I've seen. Not that I've seen many, not that I've seen many, but that was embarrassing. He basically signed him, signed Aho for them. He got them, in a, he, he got Aho at a cheaper price than he was asking for, for Carolina. So I'm, Dude, and this is this offseason is the perfect one for offer sheets. This is perfect for offer sheets. Cap still isn't that great. So many young stars up on the books this year. 
Like, dude, you got to, there has to be at least, if there isn't at least one offer sheet, then I'm convinced that not even one NHL GM should have. Well, a job. Jimmy, they can't do that. They're friends. Uh, yeah, they uh, got to make sure they have, they still have relations in case they want to make a trade down the line. Nah, this, they got to, they got to keep, they're friends of the same five teams. The what if they upset team. another GM? What if they upset one of their friends? You can't Dude, do that. Dude, I've said it before and I'll say it again. The NHL is... For for the league that talks about having no soap operas and just hockey, it is full of the fruitiest motherfuckers in the entire world. I like holy shit, dude. These softest people. Well, you know, I don't want to have bad relations. I want to piss off this. I don't want to piss off the other GM by doing my job. Like, literally, there are rules for a reason, motherfucker. I'm sorry. Like, if your guy Jeez, gets to free agent, if, if I can offer sheet your guy, I'm going to do that. So why is it that a GM can fleece another one in a trade and then offer sheet? You know, I think it is because I think that NHL GMs like to pretend that they're all friends, right? It's like, oh, well, you know, but I got what I want out of this trade, right? You know, he, you know, he may have given me two second-round picks that'll – probably be like maybe one decent player for a guy like Devontaeves who's a you know a Norris level defenseman and will be for a long time. But you know it, 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 it. NHL GMs man fascinating people. Fascinating people. Certainly are. Certainly are. <laughs> Very interesting people. The most insecure people in the entire world. They're afraid to just do their jobs. They're afraid to do their jobs. Simple stuff. Dude, I don't care about like, oh, I, I want to be like, you know, I want to be like, you know, on good terms with them. Dude, I want my team to be the best they can be. And if I'm allowed to offer sheet somebody, I'm going to go fucking do it. Like, they might as well just take offer sheets out of this at this point. Like, who cares at this point? It's it's so stupid. It's so stupid. Uh, Dylan, how many young players in other sports, like, Go to other teams. Am I, am I crazy? This is, this is not. Well, happening. I mean, it's different in every other league. Like the NBA, you get paid so much on your first contract, your second contract. It's yeah. like you could kind of just choose wherever you want to go in a way. But like also, they're they are kind of like locked in. Yeah. But like every other league, you can kind of just like say you want out and you're going to get out usually. Mm-hmm. Like, Nine times out of ten, you're gonna get out unless there's some kind of disconnect internally to where like they finally fix it. But like, look at the NFL this year. Like Julio Jones requested out, and within two weeks he got traded. Yeah, exactly. I like, mean, it, it's it's Luka, not- it, it just came out that Luca might not want to sign long term in Dallas. So either they're gonna try to fix that, that this offseason, or they're gonna trade him. Like I'm not you. Like again, I'm not an NBA fan, but like I you know everybody knows that Luca's like a fucking star dude like he's the kind of guy where like you know you see news about him and you're like oh shit like i okay, know of that you know look at how different the nba is from the nhl luke is like yeah. what 22 and he's yeah. already saying how he doesn't want to be long term exactly. connor mcdavid's he, going on 25 and he's still dealing with a shitty organization oh he's still dealing with stockholm syndrome and shows every, how different this every league. young this star how backwards this league this league has is. Fucking stockholm syndrome it's so nuts and they're told that it's normal they're like oh yeah you know well I got to be loyal to this team. Dude, no, you're 25, and you're the most skilled player this league will ever see. I'm not saying you shouldn't be – like, you've been humble for years. The fact that you played one season in Edmonton is humility to the max. I'm sorry. The fact that you played out your ELC with them, that's humility. That's all you should give them. They signed you for three years. You owe them nothing past that. It's just owe them nothing. 
once again, though, it's not the player or the team. It's the it's fucking the league because the league's got all these backwards-ass rules. It's the but league. I, there's the reason they it's do this though. is because literally this league would be six teams that are good, and it would be the original six teams. Oh, because oh, sure. literally Toronto would sign everyone. <clears throat> they just and they New York know. and Chicago and Boston and yeah, they don't need a loose cap. Like they need to have. It needs some. Model I firmly believe a luxury tax should be a thing. Exactly. Like you need to model after the NBA and the MLB. It's not that hard to figure out. The because, like, thing. look at this offseason. Like, this should be an exciting offseason in terms of contracts. Like, Won't three be. of the cornerstone defensemen for the next decade need their first contracts. Like, oh, yeah. Kel McCarr, Miro Haskinen, and Quinn Hughes are all up. And gonna, like, I, we talked about it last. Yeah. Oh, I'm talking like young defensemen. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, set like, the bar for UFAs. Nuts, dude. Yeah. There's a lot of good defensemen out this year. Dude, Alex Ovechkin is inching towards free agency. Like, he won't make it, you know? No, but like, he'll resign. He's already came out publicly. He's like, oh, it would be a capital for life. It's like, all right, have fun being miserable, buddy. Yeah, exactly. Yet again, yet again, another player that just, I'm sorry, man. Like, like you better you better accept that you're not winning another cup. Like you better know that. I'm sorry. You gotta know that. For real. Seriously. Like it, I think as soon and call me crazy. I think as soon as this league starts accepting analytics, it's gonna be a much smarter league and that like from the bottom. Like once players start understanding that analytics do have a place in the game, like it they're finally gonna become a little more fucking like realistic with the shit. Like you look yeah. at anything about the caps, you look at any underliers about the caps, and it was screaming that they were going to be a first round knockout. Easy. Yeah, no, but remember, even Capitals fans still think they're a piece or two away from change. When in reality, they really should just blow it the fuck out because they this have no I, prospects. This is why I appreciate your friend Connor. I love Connor because that guy just he understands like this team is not going anywhere. But he, poor, yeah, and he, but he still guy, thinks they're a move or two away, which they're not. Hey, Connor, uh, we're roasting you on the podcast, dude. The back whole world. Their back end's a fucking nightmare. And they're all old. I think, honestly, I don't think they're a piece or two away, but I think they're definitely being – I think they're definitely having a head coach that's pulling them away from anything better. Like, they are one – You're Leviolette, man. They like, are seriously? one for Panarin trade away from blowing their team up. Huh? Oh, and if some fucking way they lose – So Ovechkin, when they lose this Kuznetsov yeah. trade at the draft, oh, yeah. that'll be the time. Dude, they're gonna move Kuznetsov and like yeah, I'm they're sorry. gonna lose the trade because I'm sorry Kuznetsov's gonna go to like Vegas and light it up. Exactly, he's gonna go they're to gonna literally. Trade, they're gonna trade Kuznetsov for Stevenson. That's their sod for Panarin. Oh my god, we need to bring the band back together. Dude, no, no, but Steve. Oh my god, I forgot he was a capital. <laughs> remember what he did in the Cup run, guys? Guys, come on, remember, remember. And look, see, he's better now. He can play with guys like Mark Stone. So uh, we'll. We'll put him with uh, Alex Ovechkin and watch him do jack all because <laughs> because Alex Ovechkin can't carry a line defensively. Oh my god, man! And you know what, I, Dylan, I know I'm crazy for saying this, but things can change. I I still think there's a small chance Alex Ovechkin goes to free agency. Like shit happens. I I really think there's a small chance he gets there. He's oh, there's plenty of time, hard. dude. In a matter of three days. In, in the year and next month, Alex Ovechkin could decide he wants to go to free agency. Because what they do in the expansion draft, what they do on draft night, and what they do like going into free agency. Exactly. That would decide it for me that week. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. So you didn't protect so-and-so. Let's just say. I don't know who they lose. I don't fucking sure. care. Um, <laughs> and you don't have a first-round pick. Shocker. So let's say they trade Kuznetsov for a first or some shit and plus. 
So then you lose him. It's like, okay, so now what? It's like, oh, well, we're going to go sign said 32-year-old in free agency. It's like, cool, I'll see you in Vegas. Hey, you know what they're going to do? They're going to trade for Seth Jones. (sighs) If the Capitals trade for Seth Jones. They have no draft capital. They can't. That's true. No, but they're going to trade Connor McMichael for Seth Jones. Fuck off. Oh, no. Connor McMichael, Alex Alexiev, and next year's first. Exactly. That's what Which turns saying. into Shane Wright. <laughs> which turns into Shane Wright, which is definitely it, it, totally good if that happens. Oh, my God, man. Like, I. Yeah, the Caps are a mess. Dude, we complain about the Hawks not having many prospects when they started to, like, you know, start to enter the shitter. No, nah, the but Hawks like, got guys. They still Washington have Washington doesn't even have guys. No, they don't. Well, like mm-hmm. the Hawks have like solid guys. Like, you know, like they have you got Philip Kurashev has come up, Brandon Hagel's becoming a solid Middle piece. Six guys. Yeah, and like you need that, but you need that. And you've got a guy like Kirby Dock at the top. Alex Debrinkit is a superstar and is getting even better by the day. Like you've got oh, I thought pieces. he was too short, dude. Yeah, I no think Alex you need to shut the fuck up. Um <laughs> yeah, it like it's there's a lot there. Like again, Bowman really fucked up the way we all know he fucked up the way he started this rebuild and the fact that he had to wait years to do it. I mean, yeah, McDonough had his, his faults, but end of the day, Bowman was making those decisions and he made a lot of the wrong ones, but at least the man, even when the shit was bad, he still had some prospects. He still had pieces. Like I've what, how depleted the capitals are in terms of prospects is like painful to look at. It's so shallow. That prospect pool is one inch of water and it's Connor McMichael and that's it. I don't know, man. I don't know what there is to say that hasn't been said. Like that team, I feel terrible for them because they, well, pause. I feel terrible for people who uh, don't defend the shit out of Tom Wilson. No, it sucks for the caps too, because their division is like, all right, how do I say this? They are, their division is good with big quotations. All right. (laughs) because <laughs> you got teams like Philly and the Rangers who could probably, if they put their heads on straight, they could probably make the playoffs, but they won't. One of them won't. They'll suck. You got the Islanders who are definitely going to be a lock. You got the Hurricanes who are going to be a lock, obviously. Those are the other two. The Penguins, wild card. No one fucking knows. They'll probably be a wild card. Then there's one more spot that you, the Islanders, the Flyers, and who's the other team in that crappy division? Devils. Even... Devils, they suck. <laughs> like... There's one more team, isn't there? Or is am I missing one? I don't know. So. They just suck, dude. They suck. Yeah. Like, and the fact that they're gonna get jumped by like potentially a Rangers team that's very young, or a <laughs> Flyers team that is just astounding sometimes in the way they're bad. Um, yeah. One year they're good, one year they're bad, and uh, if they keep sometimes the maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's basically them. Fucking just not a good div- – like, that division's just a yawn. Yeah, no kidding. I feel like that's a great way to put it. It's just very, like – It used average. to be fun. It used to be a blast. Now it's oh, just like – yeah, dude. Oh, dude, Now it's like, do I even believe any of you teams could win the cup? And the fact that the Islanders are the only one is sad. The Caps mm-hmm. from, like – the Caps and Rangers series from, like, 2012 to 2016 are just fucking bangers left and right. Dude, so when it was Caps, fun. Pens, and Rangers every year, that was fun. Fuck yeah! And you get like the you get the Islanders in there now and then. I just, oh, it was so good. Now it's Islanders, Hurricanes. Who gives a shit? And the Islanders aren't even like a fun team. Like, but yeah, they win. Yeah. But they win. Yeah. I oh my god! I really think Carolina nabs it next year, and I hope they do. I mean, that's a fun fucking team to watch. 
Like I under like you know we talk about fan bases and and whatnot, but just looking at the team on the ice, you know, like what we're here to watch, that Carolina team is just like that's perfect. That's what people thought Winnipeg was. It's what I thought Winnipeg was. This insane defense and this you know just monster of an offense, you know, right above it. I think Winnipeg definitely had might you could argue that they're uh, they're prime a couple of years ago when offense is better than what Carolina has now, but I mean. But having Jacob Slavin, Brett Pesci, Dougie Hamilton, who again might be gone, we know we can talk about that. Um, God, I'm forgetting somebody on that back end. Brady Shea, the fact that Brady Shea is like an Jake Gardner. I don't think Jake Gardner played at all. (laughs) No, he played like like half the year. I think I don't even know. I mean, in the playoffs, I don't think he played. Oh, in the playoffs, I don't think he got a game now. I just sent y'all one of the dumbest threads I've ever seen in my life on Twitter. I'm not bringing I'm it not up. E- it's I'm not so even bad. <laughs> no. So bad. I'm no. not even going to bring it up no. on the podcast. Just no. so bad. I'm not even going to get into the details, but like, holy mother of God. I just. I, I, saw, I saw that word and I'm like, I'm out. I'm out. No. Nope. <laughs> just no. 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 Uh. Stop right oh. there. Stop right Stop there. Right there. <laughs> Stop right there. <laughs> God, oh my just... god! Let me just tell the viewers the word sounds a lot like insects. No, you need to know. We're not getting into that. We're not oh, getting into that. So terrible. Ugh. No. Ugh. <laughs> <Gross>. <laughs> uh. <clears throat> hey, let's talk about something. How nice. do we? How do we even transition? <laughs> uh, New Loki episode tonight. Woo! Um. Well, I mentioned the word insects. You know what's really bugging me is that I don't know where the hell Dougie Hamilton's going to be. I don't. And I really want that to be the Blackhawks. But so we're kind of – okay. So what's interesting about this Hamilton situation is I feel like we always have like – we can kind of gauge like where where a player is generally looking at, right? Like when Petrangelo was up, everyone's like Colorado, Vegas, boom. Like that's where he's going to. And they were right. that, that Those were the teams that he was looking at. And he ended up with Vegas. Um, with Great Hamilton, choice. yeah, yeah, clearly. Um, where the hell is Ducky Hamilton gonna go? Like, whoever gives him eight years, Chicago. I uh, want it to be, but like, they, no. they're not even mentioned. No, te- I haven't heard any team being mentioned in this. It's because they I, just started looking at teams yesterday, but like, dude, we were, but like, teams were talking about Petrangelo months in advance. Like, there was an idea of where that guy was gonna go because Petrangelo said he wasn't gonna re sign. Dougie Hamilton pushed off all of his contract talks after the season. Well, I guess I should ask you guys, where do you think he fits in? Like, we want him in Chicago, but, like, let's take Chicago. Obviously, we want him here. What no. team do you think he makes – shut up, Pierce. What team do you think he makes the most <laughs> – Wow. Wow. Jimmy's a hater. Jimmy's actually a hater. That's crazy. I got that IV in, buddy. You got me hooked up. Um. So, I'm not, I don't know. Like, who – who needs a right-handed defenseman not named Chicago? Because we all know Chicago could use like literally any defenseman with any handedness. Winnipeg. Ooh. Winnipeg would give them a lot of money if they could. Yeah, it's if they could. Big thing though. is if yeah. they can. Yeah, what's that looking like? Oh man, let me pull that up. They that's... got a tight cap. But they <laughs> gotta they gotta re-sign Dill or they gotta resign Derek Forbert and Jordy Ben. Yeah, that those are players. And What's keep uh, Paul Maurice as the coach. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're not like an internal cap team, right? I wouldn't imagine. Well, I don't think uh, so. They, they just have money in Winnipeg. Yeah, that's what you would, I would think, right? You know? But whatever. 
They have, they, don't, they have money, but not enough to get an airport. <laughs> That's for sure. It's so freaks. funny. It's so funny to me. <laughs> They're the one team with the name after an airplane. They're the one fucking place that doesn't have an airport. <laughs> it's oh ironic. my god. Ironic. It's ironic. I'm trying to like think of a team, and like no one, none of them really stick out because like That's no team saying. needs a well. I mean, obviously, there's a certain no, not even them. No, here's, um, like, here's how I look at it. What's a team that like he'd be the piece to push them over the top, right? Like obviously the Toronto right-handed team. It get and here's where it gets interesting. There's a team <laughs> that needs being that. honest. There's a team that needs it, but they can't afford it. The teams that need him can't afford him, and the teams that could use anybody could afford him, but like. You know, it's like a dime a dozen. The Kings can really? use it. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, 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 no. But here's the best thing. I just saw this on Twitter this morning. Uh, Philly is, like, apparently looking more at Jones and Hamilton. They're like, yeah, there's <laughs> Hamilton there. But, like, we're more interested in Jones. Yeah, because so. they have our same scouting staff. Wait, what? Well, apparently that... we're looking at Jones, too. So. Oh, fuck. Yeah, you're right. I was like, wait, hold up. But he plays a lot of minutes, though. He must oh, be man. good. Yeah, he. I 100% see him being a hawker of LA King. Like, I really, I, I, dude, Ducky Hamilton on the Kings would be very interesting. Yeah, like they're they're a couple pieces away from becoming a playoff team. I wonder if he goes to like Seattle because Seattle will have the cap space. Ooh. And like, remember, or who was it? Who was on the podcast? Was it Charlie Meliota saying that Seattle wants to be a big free agent player? How this many season? museums Dude. does Seattle have? <laughs> <laughs> plenty. I, I can assure you, plenty. Podcast name. How but many like, think about it. Think about it. If Seattle, <laughs> Seattle could do a signing trade with Dougie Hamilton in theory at the yeah. expansion draft. Because like, if they're not going to resign Hamilton, I don't think they're protecting him at the expansion draft. So if I'm Seattle, I'm just going to pick Dougie Hamilton, give him what he wants in terms of a contract, and eight times eight or whatever. Boom! You got your number one defenseman. And you got an actual star on your team. They yeah, right out of the gate, right out of the gate, dude. You got to because, like, I feel like with Hamilton, it's not going to be, it's not going to come down to winning. It's going to come down to who's going to give him the most money. Yeah. So, like, a team yeah. like Detroit could just come yeah. out of nowhere and just overpay the shit out of him. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the thing. There's not really a contender who can really buy the guy. That's, that's the thing. Thing, yeah. And like, it sounds like he wants that eight-year deal. So, do we know how much money he wants? Uh, well, I know Carolina wanted to pay him six, and he said no to that. So <laughs> what? Yeah, he needs to uh, get at least eight, maybe. Like nine. He's gonna get seven minimum, but nine's the top I'd give him. Like I don't think you he should get at least for Trangelo got bare minimum. Yeah, yeah probably. Get was it eight point eight? Yeah. You know, my only gripe with Hamilton is he takes way too many penalties. That's my only thing. Yeah, and he's I I, I think I'd take Petrangelo over Hamilton any day. Just just being honest. But that's uh, that might be more of a personal opinion. Dude, it's just like a lot of these teams either like they have so many right-handed defensemen to where they couldn't even afford him, Dude. or they're so young at that position that they wouldn't even want to put him there. Literally you know what I mean? Blackhawks, you just explained the Blackhawks. Like, like exactly. Anaheim could pay him, but Anaheim's got like Drysdale on them. Why the fuck would they want to bring in Hamilton? Exactly, guys. And I actually do have to head out at the moment, but uh, as usual, nice working with you, sexies, and. Uh, well, hopefully I walk around Chicago tomorrow in a museum and see Dougie Hamilton checking things out. Yo, that'd be pretty epic. That'd be pretty sick. Hopefully I can get a picture with him. if he. But he's so antisocial, so we don't know. Okay. And he's a foot taller than you, I think. That's Whoa! true. Yeah. He's probably afraid of leprechauns. I wouldn't blame him. 
Well, okay. all right, boys. I will see you on the flip side, as we white folks say. See you, bud. <laughs> catch you on the flippity flip. Right. Yeah, keep catch you on the flippity floppity flip. <laughs> no, god damn it! Don't start saying it. <laughs> but um, like Pierce, like, can you really think of like any team that like, would, like, there's no. I feel like there's no team that makes perfect sense for Doug Hamilton right no. now. Like, the there's first, not. Yeah, like the first one that came to my mind was Winnipeg, and it's like. Do they, Can they have fit the it, cap though? space? Yeah. Like, because they need a right handed shot defenseman that's not Dylan DeMello or uh, this other guy, Neil Pionk. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't even know what their uh, cap friend or like their cap friend yeah, is. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm pulling it up right up. now. Yeah. And they have negative cap space at the moment. So <laughs> this should be exciting. Well, they at get least... Stastny off the books. Yeah, so that's, that's a lot. Perot's get... off the books, too. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Uh, they got to resign cop. That's that's gonna be some money. But they got Lowry locked up. They, they got the forward court locked it. up. Yeah, yeah. Pionk's gonna be a little bit of money, probably like four. But they have, as of right now, they will have like fourteen million cap space this off season. And I so believe... in theory, you could probably swing Hamilton. Yeah, if you just kind of go cheap on your RFAs and you're going to have to kind of have a youth movement a little, which and like that's the line. It should be in the lineup now and Gustafson and guys like that. Yeah. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, Brian little, I think is retired. And even though he, I think he has, LTIR. yeah, he's going to be on LTIR. So that gives you extra cap space. So maybe they go after Hamilton. I don't know, but uh, yeah, it would be a great fit though. Like you, you got a hundred percent. Yeah. I think Philly too, just cause like, when you look at Philly's defense, they do have a lot of good left-handed defensemen, but like, yeah. they don't have that. Like, they have puck movers, but like, they need a guy like Hamilton, especially with how bad Provorov was last year. Yep, Provorov and had I think a rough with Niskanen year. not playing with them anymore, so that also makes sense. Mm-hmm. But again, but like you look at, they're more in on Jones, which it's uh, wild. But <laughs> but like you look at a lot of these teams, and it's like. Either they have two right-handed defensemen that, like, are good enough to where you don't need Hamilton, or, like, they have so much money tied up in the right side, you couldn't even fit him. Because, like, obviously, Hamilton would be great in, like, a San Jose or something, or, like, a New York, but, like, New York's got Adam Fox and Jacob Truba. I don't know why you would get Hamilton just to play him on the other side. Um, Ottawa, maybe, but, like, Ottawa's got all those prospects, so it's, like... I don't yeah. know if they want to do that. LA, no, I think LA is the interesting one because they already said they want to make moves to be good, and they have the they have the space, and they have this like he could be the number he could be the number one right handed yeah, defenseman, and then you slot Dowdy down. Yeah, you like, give Dowdy easier competition, and they have an up and coming team, so you can sell them on that. Exactly, and you know Turcotte and Byfield, one of them's playing next year. They said they're right. going after forwards in the off season. Like their left side's like not bad. I mean, it's Sean Walker, Oli Mata, Mikey Anderson. Oh, good old. Oh, Sean guy. Walker's right hand defenseman. Sorry, but um, yeah. yeah, their left side's a little weak. But they got Bjornfoot, who's like twenty one, so he's coming up. But yeah, yeah I mean, the a, Kings they got a stupid good prospect pool there. No, like oh yeah, dude. the best one in the league. My bro- I was talking to my brother yesterday, and he was like, "He's like, man, the Kings just haven't done anything the last few years." I was like, "Yeah, they've just been compiling a no, crap ton of prospects. They're just hoarding all the good prospects." Like, Akil like, Thomas is the- an afterthought in their prospect yeah. pool, and Kupari. Yeah. Still got Sean Dersey, Kyle Clegg's a good one. Who he's like twenty three, so he should probably make the team next year. But that's what the like, Blackhawks need to do this off season. I hope they do that. Like, they just keep adding a bunch of skill with all these draft picks. Seriously, like if we can get like a Fabian Lysel or something at 11, that'd be oh awesome. Yes, Just more sir. skill, baby. Yes, 
wonder if Dallas might be in on them. <laughs> uh, I kind of thought Dallas, but then you already have uh, Klingberg I and Hastings. Hastings yeah, got to get paid yeah. too, so yeah, that's yeah. not happening. Lynn Dell's making almost six mil. I didn't realize that. Jeez. Yeah, thanks to uh, John Klingberg. Klingberg's got one more year left. That's going to be a fun contract. Yeah, yeah, that's on, that's on, that's another thing. Hey, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. going to be not if, fun. if you if they do somehow have the space to get Dougie Hamilton, you're not resetting John Klingberg. Like you might definitely well just to him or trade him or whatever. What if Bill Zito just goes full Galaxy brand and goes and gets him? Oh <laughs> goes and gets Dougie Hamilton. Finds a way to get rid of Anton Strom. It's just like, oh. all right, we'll, we'll invest <laughs> that cap into uh, Hamilton plus, you know, just a decent more. player. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Oh my gosh. Yeah, but like a lot of these teams are just so tight on the cap, like they can't afford. Yeah, it. that's the thing. The stagnant cap. A lot of teams don't have cap space. That's why I think what you said about Seattle makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. The Oilers can make a run at them. I mean, yeah, if they don't uh, re-sign Tyson Berry and give a bunch like they of got twenty-one million planners. space, you don't yeah. re-sign Adam Larson. Yeah, and you replace him with Dougie Hamilton. Yeah, uh, basically, uh, take uh, take the money you would have given to Barry and Larson, put that to Hamilton, and then give time to Bouchard. And, and look uh, at that. And then your top four is Nurse, Hamilton, Bo- Bear, Bouchard. Exactly. Bear's another right-handed shot. Yeah. You got um, still Phil got Chris Robert's Russell hanging up. around next year, yeah. but he's on a cheaper contract, so that's nice. Um, uh, bomb if he somehow stays healthy. <laughs> yeah, Clef bomb's always the question mark, dude. If he could get back, that would be so huge for them. Because well, like, yeah, if you the have... are looking to make moves, do that, man. Yeah, man, for sure. I was gonna joke. I was gonna say Calgary, but I was like, there is not a chance, and no, now he no, goes no. back to Calgary. Can we talk? Yeah, I was gonna say he's played Alberta before, but can we talk about that? How Calgary just gave up on Dougie Hamilton. Calgary gives up on everyone, and the thing is, they didn't even come out that bad on that end of the deal. They just oh. like. Lost because they gave him Adam Fox and Dougie Hamilton. <laughs> like, oh my god, dude! That's dude. Crazy. The fact that Adam Fox is even a part of that deal is so stupid. Yeah. Like, you could have had Adam Fox on your team instead of a guy like Chris Tanev. Calgary, what are you doing? Like, oh my god, Calgary, yeah, Calgary's fucked. They got so much money locked up in their defense, and they're all bad. <laughs> like, yeah. e- like everyone's locked up at least three more years. And their top four. Oh my god! Except for Mark Giordano, which like they should. That guy's like forty. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, thirty-seven. Just let him get oh, it. Yeah. Let him. Let him leave. Tanev feels like he's thirty-seven. He's only thirty-one. Yeah, it feels like he's been around forever, doesn't it? Right. <laughs> Milan Lucic making five point two for two more oh years, baby. God. They won that trade. <laughs> I like how. That's- James to think about. Yeah, I like how James Neal scored like 15 goals to start off the season that one year, and he's done literally nothing since. He had like like a four-goal game or something like that. Funny enough, I'm pretty sure it was against the Islanders, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, yeah. What if Dougie Hamilton just says, fuck it, and signs a cheap deal with a contender? (laughs) Yeah, it goes to like fucking Colorado and like, all right, I'll take a one time. I'll go be second pair behind Makar. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Or he goes dude. to Tampa and he's like, I'll go play with Hedman. <laughs> dude, he can do that if he wants to. Though. He can. Like, it, like I, it kind of shocks me, honestly, that players don't like do that. More. I was like, going to say, yeah. I really think Taylor Hall is going to do that on his next deal. Like, I don't think, because he can't get eight years. There's no way he's going to get eight years on his next deal. No, I don't think so. So if I'm him, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go sign two years cheap on a winner and go win. Go to like Vegas or Colorado. 
Literally. Imagine Taylor Hall on Vegas. Oh my god. Oh my god, dude. Oh my god. Yeah. Imagine him on the third line. Like I know Matias Yamark has been great, but imagine, imagine like, Taylor Hall. Hall and Alex Tuck. Oh that would be a great third line. Oh my god, that line would be so electric. Oh my gosh. Like just goals all over the place in speed. It's yeah. Oh man, that would be just an electric sight to see. But like, that's the thing. This offseason is so confusing because like we don't know what any team's gonna do. So probably Seattle no, gets involved. No, that's the, that's the obviously the expansion draft's gonna be play a huge part in that. Oh yeah, dude. Like, because I like we've been saying it for once. Like, there's gonna be so many names there that we weren't expecting. Mm-hmm. Like, and like I know I've been saying I don't think they're gonna have good center depth at the shoot. There's gonna be a center that's gonna be there, and everyone's gonna be like, "What? Yeah, I think Why the big one." The one that I think of instantly is Alex Kerfoot in Toronto. I think it could be like oh, yeah. there William Carlson, I guess. I was thinking that, and I was thinking, um, I mean, depending on what David Poyle decides to do, I wouldn't be surprised if you see like a Ryan Johansson oh, or yeah, something there. Ryan Johansson, yeah. Like they got two centers making eight million dollars, and they both suck. <laughs> like you gotta get rid of one of them. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I mean. Like it's just it's gonna be interesting because like you know Seattle's gonna go young like I it, it, I basically just like planted it in my head they're gonna take Adam Goddard in my opinion yeah I mean if you're the Blackhawks just let them take whoever I honestly oh, don't yeah. care at this point just I say give him Goddard to take Calvin DeHaan <laughs> oh, oh my god that's that's not bad but uh give him Goddard in the third what <laughs> <It> could happen <laughs> but but just don't do what. Columbus, Minnesota. No, don't be giving them Ian Mitchell to yeah. take like Seabrook's contract or some yeah, shit. No, do not do that. No, like no, we can no. afford to put dudes on LTIR. Like yeah. they're not gonna fucking kill us. No, like I don't think anyone in the NHL is gonna make Seabrook play after all the shit he said he's dealing with. No, <laughs> like oh my gosh, but it's gonna be interesting. Like I bet the Hawks will maybe try to move Strom to Seattle. That's interesting. If they don't have centers. But like, I also think Strom yeah. could go to Edmonton. Because like, I mean, yeah. like if I'm if I'm Ken Holland, you got to get guys who have chemistry with McDavid. So like, yeah, or yeah, put Strom on that power play. Like oh, his points if, if, if they can't get Nuge, that that's pretty good replacement for Nuge in terms of points if you can work it. No, I'm pretty sure me and Jimmy did like a trade deadline podcast, like where we just did mock trades, and one of my trades was Dylan Strom and Edmonton for Caleb Jones. Ooh, that would be interesting. Yeah. Let me go get Seth Jones. Then we have both Jones brothers. Be pretty epic. <laughs> be pretty epic if you ask me. <laughs> Joe, all Jones pairing, that's pretty positive. Caleb with the shot, and he misses by a mile. <laughs> oh my god. Uh. Oh my gosh, dude! But well, it's certainly going to be an interesting offseason. Hundred percent. Like it's it's all up in the air, especially now that Carolina's come out basically and said they're not resigning Hamilton because like yeah. everyone was just kind of guessing that Hamilton would maybe make free agency. Now we have mm-hmm. a guaranteed good free agent this year because like yeah. out, there's about a lot of if fans and butts of like guys like Ovechkin and stuff. Like he's probably going to resign. Yeah, but the teams I'm looking for this offseason to be interesting: Washington. Edmonton and uh, Colorado is going to be interesting too. I think, dude, Colorado—they just need to stand pat and try to. They don't need just, to do anything. No, they just don't. Pull it back. Yeah, they like just make sure Eric Johnson's healthy. That's all you got to do. Yeah, and like Connor Timmons and like Bowen Byron plays for Patrick Nemec next next year. Easy oh fix. God, yeah. Easy fix. Like, man, 
And, we, and then there's the Blackhawks. <laughs> look at the Central Division. Besides Colorado, do any of the teams really scare you? Like, if no, we that's why I think Central, if the Hawks yeah. can just get their shit together, they might be a playoff yeah. team next year. <laughs> like, like in Dougie Hamilton or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, or like, you know, make sure Jonathan Tate comes back. Yeah, that also, <laughs> that also works. But yeah, like, go through the teams. Dallas doesn't really scare me. Like, I think they, I expect well, them to make Dallas the Dallas and Sagan next year will be interesting because Sagan yeah. was out the whole year. So, that's true, yeah. But they don't scare me like Colorado no. does, you know. St. Louis, Lowell, Minnesota, oh. I guess, but Maybe. Yeah, whatever. But... Um, Winnipeg, get a defense. No. Um, Chicago, Lowell, and then Nashville, Lowell. So Arizona. Oh my God, we got another shitter to add to the mix. Let's go. <laughs> exactly. So We're not going to be a last this so year. Like, no. So. If the Blackhawks just make a couple of moves, is it really like it's not out of the? No, it's not, not the ones to get fourth. Like, let's just put it that yeah. way. Yeah, because like, and you, and you would say like maybe a wild card spot, but then you look at the the Pacific Division. It's Vegas and who the hell else? Vegas. <laughs> Maybe Edmonton. maybe Edmonton just because of McDavid, but like you see the teams. Of maybe it's, Vancouver if they're yeah. healthy. Like, it's, 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 listen, it's, the Hawks in LA are making the playoffs next year. That's my hot take. We're coming back, baby. Both of us are coming back. What what, what are you saying? Uh, Kings uh, Blackhawks conference final again? The Both has four seeds. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh my gosh! But like, no, but the yeah, West is going to be wide open. Vegas and just a bunch of other teams. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100 percent. It's only Vegas and Colorado the two teams that scare me. Hundred percent. And then like, hmm, like I really think Minnesota. If they just get like one more center and then Rossi steps in, they're going to be interesting. Hey, <laughs> hey, because that's off to Minnesota. Oh my god! To play with Capri soft. So who goes the other way? That's the question. So who's the crappy old man that goes to Washington? <laughs> Nick Bonino. Oh my god! Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Bonino. We need a defenseman in there. Who's a Jonas Brodine? <laughs> in a second. In a second. Don't forget that. Dude, I'm telling you, they're gonna trade Kuznets off, and they're losing that trade nine times out of ten. There's no way yeah, they don't. Yeah. There's no way they win that trade, dude. There's no way. Or like, like Victor Rask for Nick Vanino, either works. Maybe both. <laughs> if Bowman gets a call from Brian McClellan about Kuznetsov and the price isn't insane. You take if it's that like if it's every like a, time. if it's, it's if it's one or seconds, fuck it, take it, dude. If it's like Strom in a second, you just you, you you take it and hang up the phone and laugh. Yeah, you're, like you, you're I don't care how much money Kuznetsov's making. That dude will get fifty points on the Hawks. Like they'll glue him to Kane to make sure too. Oh <laughs> my god, dude, the most offensive lineman in the NHL. Holy <laughs> shit! We should just kept Strom and then it's like no defense. Yeah, <laughs> Strom Kuznetsov Kane. <laughs> Jesus, dude. It's the S- it's the uh it's the KSK line. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, yeah. Man. Well, I don't know. Um Blackhawk six years ago, that's six years ago, I can't believe it. They won their third Stanley Cup in six years. I was moving though when that was going on. Oh I was, like, really? in my house. My house was like empty, but TV was working. We watched them win. Oh, well, that's good. That's good. But yeah. like that series was awesome. I got to go to games two and five of that series. Oh yeah, that's right. Awesome. That's right. Funniest moment I've ever seen watching Victor Hedman and Bishop collide <laughs> on the ice. So funny. I saw that the other day. 
Um, Easiest goal of Patrick Sharp's career. <laughs> I miss that dude so much. Oh my god! Back when the third line on the Hawks was menacing. It was, it was sharp for men. Terrible. Oh like, remember, it was Versteeg at the end. It was Versteeg for Matt Terravine in it. Oh when my god! They're, yeah. they're lightning for a bit because they bumped Sharp up with Taves and Hosa. Yeah, that's right. It was Sod Richards Kane. Oh and my then, god! Yeah. Desjardins and Kruger Shaw, I think. Yeah. The fact that, that I was. Yeah. And then Kyle Comiskey on the back end. <laughs> I forget. Uh, I think Trevor Van Reeves, like got a couple of games oh, in there at the dude, end. Trevor Van Reeves got one game in, game six, and they put him top pair. Of that was game six? six? Yes, oh they God, put him dude. in game six. It was his first game of the whole series. That's how Since good. the regular season when he got hurt. Yeah, that's how good Duncan Keith was that year. It's like you could have put no, literally anyone with mean, buddy? That's how good Trevor Van Reemsdyke was. Come no, on, no, you, no. That. You're right, that. Dude. Keith is a bum. He deserves that bum smile. <laughs> Jimmy just tweeted this entire playoffs is my Joker moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I think that's it. We can wrap it up. Yeah, it was a light podcast. Yeah, let's go. Let's go, uh, Dougie. Hamilton. Jeff Ward joins yeah. Dallas Eakins staff in Anaheim. That's interesting. <laughs> that's uh something that's uh exactly. good old good old good old nhl uh recycling coaches oh dude best thing about the Galant thing was like all the rangers fans are like well i guess we got the best of the 30 hockey men so that works yeah. <laughs> yeah. all right it's like if you're gonna go after a good like a head coach at least go after a good one yeah, I'm glad they didn't screw that up because, like, no. they could have easily signed, like, a Rick Tockett. I was, like, I was literally oh, on the phone with no. my brother yesterday because yeah. we've been talking about Seattle, and I was just like, man, if Seattle could somehow snag a Gallant, that would be huge for them. Yeah. And literally three hours later, he signs with the Rangers. <laughs> so, Rick Tockett, future coach of Seattle, probably. Gonna oh be epic. Oh, dude. No, no, no. <laughs> and then Phil Kessel is going to go to Seattle. Jesus, dude. <laughs> That's all I got, though. <laughs> That's all, all I right. got. All right, yeah. Let's, uh, let's end this off. Thank you for tuning in. Um, uh, get vaccinated if you haven't. Wear a mask. And, uh, yeah, peace, y'all. Have a good one.